Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Hello. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I am Joey, if you didn't already know. And hey, go and visit the Joey Clark Radio Hour on Facebook. Give it a like. My two guests are in here. I was talking to these bums earlier. These people I love. I'm trying to make bum mean a completely different thing. Not, you know, some shabby vagabond. But, you know, somebody hangs out with Joey. Bums. You want me to turn your headphones up, Emily? Turn my headphones up. Is that good? Does that work? It can be a little louder. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll okay. take it. Yeah. I'm just trying not to blow out your ears. And uh, hey, what's up, man? How you doing, 84? I'm doing well. How are you tonight, Joey? Oh, I'm very well. Very well. I you know, was reading an article the other day. Don't I, don't ask me about my headphones. Apparently, you don't care about <laughs> the health of my. She signaled to me. Okay. Do you know the radio signals, like headphones up, and when we need to go to a break, you break like this with your hands? Mm-hmm. When you stretch, stretch. Stretch it out. I'm no rookie. <laughs> oh, my. Do you know no. in February... I'm tight. Do you, know in, <laughs> do you know in February I'll have been in radio for 10 years? Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm coming up on, like, one year. <laughs> I don't giggle. I mean, it's uh, no. six years under my belt now. Yeah. Uh, about three years. I hit two markets. So. But I'm not in radio. I'm just a rat. <laughs> radio rat? Fresh, Fresh asked me uh, last Friday. Actually, he's like, do you work up there at the radio station? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding you. He actually asked me that. And I was like, no. I said, I'm just a studio rat. I just show up all the time. He's like, well... I see you every time I'm up there. Fresh is the best. (laughs) He's cool, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I need y'all's advice. Okay. I don't have really good advice. I'm full of advice. Well, I'm... Full of it. I might have told y'all before that that I could have been a Bitcoin millionaire. Yeah. I could have been. Uh-huh. But there's all sorts of people that I've known in the so-called liberty movement who are, in fact, now Bitcoin millionaires. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're using their money that they've acquired to, you know, reinvest into different projects. And they all have different ideas. So I'm sitting here thinking, I got on this big kick last night. If I was incredibly wealthy, how would I be a philanthropist? I don't want to do something boring, like build a hospital or a school or a charity. Ugh. How boring. Like, what are you going to do? Give back to the community with your money? I think you gave the community enough. That's how you earned all that money in the first place. Now give back. They already gave. Yeah. Aren't y'all with me? I'm just getting a blank look here. I mean, I don't... What are you asking? No, we we need creative solutions to inspire the community and the world. Like, if we could build a colossus... Of Rhodes, but make it the Colossus of Montgomery. What statue should we erect on the riverfront? 
statue. And I did find out last night we don't have an MLK statue, and that's a damn shame, Montgomery. It's a damn shame. There's no there, MLK statue. There should statue. be one, yeah. That shocked um, me. Man, I don't, I don't know. I've always said that if I was ever rich, I'd be poor right again because I'd give it all away. I, I mean, I would support, I would support the things that I'm passionate about. No, it can be any. There are no correct answers. Y'all are taking this so seriously. Because you be have a, a serious face. It could be like a huge bottle you, of beam or something. No, I don't know. You really came be out anything. of left field with that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah, I that. I did. It's what I've been thinking about, though. Oh, okay. I want to become an incredibly wealthy man, and I want to set up a series of incredibly huge statues across the nation. A bottle of Maker's Mark. A bottle of Maker's Mark. Okay. We'll go to the. Yeah, we'll, we'll, how did I as, know you were going to say as that? As my tombstone says, here lies Emily Hayes, the one that kept makers in business for so long. You know the. Uh, you know, do you remember the year that makers said that they couldn't keep up with production and they were going to uh, expedite the process so it wouldn't be the exact same makers that everybody was oh, used to because no. they were trying to keep up with everything there's this big backlash and all this stuff and i gave up maker's mark for lint and by the end of lint they put out a press release that said no we're good we're caught up we got it it doesn't surprise me but no i do not remember that oh man that was uh that was the year that i got roasted for my birthday and everybody kept trying to buy me shots and i was like we can drink champagne wait they roasted you yeah i was roasted for my birthday how did that go? Uh, Anybody cross the line? It made me re-examine my life a little bit. Oh my! It did, um, but it was fun. I I really did the roast because I wanted a handful of bands to get inside one venue so the owners could see them and be like, "Yes, I need to book these bands." So I was like, "Hey, get roasted! I have some some entertainment there. Can I book these bands?" Oh yeah, it's fine. We'll do it in the front room. Nice. I, would, I just wish I would have known you there when is, you got roasted. There's audio of it, and there are jokes that I can't say on the air. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bass player jokes. Well, in mm -hmm. the in the one year that I have known you now... Mm -hmm. Wait, did you like hook up with a lot of bass players could, or something? No. Nice. I could do like an hour. On of roasting? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you, yeah, you, know, this. you know how hard it is to sit on stage and hear people say things like that about you, and it's just like, yeah, but it's not a lie, <laughs> you know. Like, I can't say my favorite. I'll tell you all my favorite line off the air, but I can't say it on the air. But you know, every time, and I've seen this several times now, whether at Baumhauer's or here in the studio. Every time that eighty four is in the same room as you, he has this mischievous look, and <laughs> you know what, eating grin on his face. Like, what's the deal? Like, it just, she brings it out in you. Like, you just want to pick on her. Well, I've, I've told her she reminds me of my best friend ever in the history of the world. Okay. And and was also a, a female. Mm -hmm. I've just, I've always had lots of girls as friends. Mm -hmm. Not lots of girlfriends. I had to beg Lauren to marry me. We've already you, you won on that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. But, but no, she, she reminds me so much of B that was uh, one of my best friends because she gives it back just as hard as you give it to her and it's, it's, it's rare that, that, that you can have a monogamous relationship you know, between a man and a woman like that and, and, uh, a monogamous but, relationship? that's not the right word platonic a platonic relationship platonic. Oh, whatever a, uh -huh. you know, friendly, fraternal I, well, that doesn't I'm really. an air-conditioned guy, man I, I'm not <laughs> a 
You can't have a monogamous relationship with several women. No, because mono is one. Did I say that wrong? You meant what I say? You meant platonic. We're Isn't that what you I said? Did? It's rare, and it's I agree. It's rare that monogamy is rare these days. Yeah. But you know, oh yeah, that's rare too. Yeah. Is that what I said? Okay. Yeah, you said monogamy. I've already but, screwed your whole show up. <laughs> Indeed. I'll leave now. No, but I mean, like you said, I've been here for, I've been on WACV for almost a year. Greg's decided that January 17th at Baumhauer's will be my one year anniversary. Is that one year? For, for news talk, yeah, because I started Gump in October of, uh, the, of 2016. But um, No, you don't like cake. I don't. So what do you do on your birthday? Makers? <laughs> or doesn't eat cake, and especially not chocolate cake. I don't like chocolate. I don't like cake. Do you uh, know that? We've talked about a cheesecake. You only cheesecake? Yeah, I'll eat cheesecake. So cheesecake doesn't... It's not necessarily a cake in your mind. Even no. Yeah, no. I mean, y'all can come out there with a cream cheese pie, and I'll be happy. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a big frilly person. Like, I don't need a the bells and whistles and see that's the problem i make a dynamite cheesecake dynamite could oh, you have it here in mere moments in mere moments i could have you one <laughs> but it's a chocolate cheesecake so you would not like no, it no i just i don't like chocolate oh, it's, this is why i'm single this is why some random guy at a bar says you know you look just like sarah huckabee sanders <laughs> <laughs> and i said oh do i and he said yeah you know who that is <laughs> so, yeah yes like she's pretty nine salty. year old guy vaping at the end of the bar. I know who that is. <laughs> she's pretty salty too. Like, Grandpa's down there vaping, telling me I look like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm just, what am I doing with my life? I and he's it. got a great 401k, and he can take care of you. <laughs> that guy, my man, my New Year's has been such a cluster. I swear. Mm -hmm. Now I tell you, I'll tell you, Joe. This is when I fell in love with Emily. Okay. <laughs> When you fell into monogamy, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. So, so I don't know how we ended up at at uh, an after party, <clears throat> and that was the after party to the after party. Yeah, and, and Joey's been in that situation too, with the after party of the after party. Oh, I don't like those usually. Yeah, Joey did it one time. It was like I can't hang out with you. Anymore. I was wearing a pink sweater, right? No, that's when you got mad at me. No, I was wearing the pink sweater no. at the after party. I was after talking party. about the Christmas party with the after party at Rick and Moe's and the after party oh, at the karaoke, at the karaoke place. place. Okay. Anyway, go ahead with your story. So anyhow, Emily's like, she's got this way of, of forcing you to do things you know not to do. I don't force and anybody to do anything. I present, them, present them with opportunities. Yeah, blah, blah, and if you want to take that opportunity, then go for it. But if you don't want to, that's fine. But I never force anyone to do anything. Temptation but, is the name. But then you've got, you know, very very eligible, attractive young lady that's fixing to go somewhere by herself. And as a, as a older person, you're like, well, I don't want mm. her to be by herself. Chivalry is thy name. Yeah, well, so we end up at Rick and Moe's. Rick and Moe's. <laughs> and that feminist guy. And it's one drink. And that's what it, it always starts. Yeah, just one, one more. One drink. Yeah. I'll come by, say hello, visit. So-and-so's going to meet me over here. So-and-so doesn't show up. So it's Amy sitting there by herself. <laughs> so Creeper Dude shows up. Is this the one with or without shoes? Is this the feminist guy or the one without the shoes? The first dude was creeper dude 
because he was like just all up on Emily, and he was a feminist and some kind of blah, 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 sexual like where it wasn't metrosexual was he, polyamorous no 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 I'm, I still can't he made up a word I've never been able to find the definition of it sapiosexual I don't oh which don't is know. you're attracted to people's intelligence no no because I'm not intelligent but um oh stop it this was something about how achieving congress or whatever on a higher plane and connecting like astrophysics and all this crap and like he's and i'm a feminist i support feminism i believe you have the right to do anything you want to do it's like that i mean i don't need anybody to tell me that dude he tried he tried way 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 too hard but um god bless 84 he didn't leave my side and and we got rid of him yeah i can tell folks from i can tell young guys out there from experience that angle doesn't work at least not around here and, and long story short i mean that dude was just creepy i mean he was just out there, maybe he was insecure and what didn't know himself. So, so, but the the story keeps going. <laughs> so we get rid of that dude, and I'm like, I'm leaving Amy, and she's like, okay. Then dude walks up, mm-hmm. and then this is at an establishment here. I mean, this sitting. I mean, we're not sitting on somebody's back porch. Mm-hmm. He's barefooted. Wait, what else is he wearing? He's wearing he had like, like a jam band shirt on or a something. Jam band like a t shirt? And he didn't even yeah. have it, it jeans? wasn't even it wasn't even George. No, no. They were like cut off Wrangler jeans with you know, frayed it's ends. Almost on. like at the calf? No, no. No, they were above the knee. Oh, above the oh, knee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Short shorts. Man. Oh no. And so barefoot dudes out there, and then he's hitting on aim, Emily. <laughs> I Amy, <laughs> and I'm like, I now I can't leave because I can't leave my friend here with barefoot dude <laughs> in cut off jorts. You know, hit on her. It's like there were some guys looking over from the bar after this, and they were just looking over. I feel like they were just looking over to see who we were or what was going on where we were sitting. And we're sitting, like, you know, when you go into Rick and Moe's, the bar's on the right-hand side of the yeah. middle, the seats are on the left. And I always sit in that corner, either sit in the front corner or the back corner, because I like to see everything. I don't like to have my back to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just they were just looking over to see what's going on. And the next thing you know, cl- uh, 84 is like, what? What? <laughs> mine! Mine! Just yeah, like, then we had to pretend we were together. And yeah, because so. that, that one dude did come by the table. I was like, so what's going on? This is mine. We need <laughs> to get like, you some white armor. I, I can't ever thank you I enough am. for that night because when I when we left, when I left, I saw a feminist dude getting into like <laughs> the, the spray-painted black Chevy Blazer with blacked-out windows and stuff. And I was like, this could have been a really bad situation. <laughs> because, yeah. again, I've only been here in in the River Region since... July 2016, and so, and when I got up here, I just, I went straight into work. I moved up from Mobile. I had two weeks to find a place to live up here and and to move from Mobile. I had lived in Mobile for nine years. I didn't know anything about Montgomery. Find an apartment, get a deposit in, get approved, all that stuff. So, when I got here and got all my crap moved up here and got settled into the house, you know, that's the weekend. The next thing you know, I'm at work. And so worked, 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 and then got into, uh, was told to stay away from radio, got into radio anyway, and uh, 
and now I know you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 I just I just naturally you go into dad mode. Mm-hmm. At some point, you you change, and I mean I've got three <laughs> gorgeous daughters. Indeed. And yeah. and there's there's there is a part of you that's protective, and and I know that Emily can take care of herself. She's a grown woman, and she can do that. But you still, it was like I'm not going right. to leave you here, right. and. And really, that's probably the the first night that we kind of became friends. Well, it was yeah. considerate, you know. It was very night. considerate. Well, and, 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 and you know, and and God, God bless it. Like, if I wouldn't have had you I've there, what would have happened? That. Well, but know? I've always done that. Even when I was, you know, y'all's age or younger than y'all. I mean, it, I'll never leave just, anybody by themselves. Yeah, I mean, girls walking mm. to the, you know, they're ready to leave and. That, while I walk you to your car, yeah. I wasn't going out there to get the and phone I, number. No, or, I appreciate that. And I think it's that just, we've been in a handful of situations where, like, all of us have been out at, at station things or whatever. And I think I've, I've asked you to walk somebody to their car before. I know that I've asked you to walk somebody to their car before. Yeah, and poor Paula. And she broke her leg. Pamela. When I walked, uh, Pamela. Pamela <laughs> broke her oh, dang old leg. I'm sorry. <laughs> God bless it. But she was rocking that boot, man. You couldn't keep her down. You could not keep her down. No. She and I hung out one night and got... Who ripped? It was great. We were doing karaoke at some bowling alley on Atlanta Highway. It was big times. You can't. Pamela's fun. She's the best. She is a lot. She of fun. and Sherry and her whole gang. They're really good folks. We have well, really good listeners. No, I, you avoided my question entirely. I got an answer from her. Oh, big Maker's Mark statue. Uh-huh. You're a wealthy man, and I commission you to set up statues in this city, or maybe, maybe where you hail from. Twelve pack and Natty Light. A statue of Big Bertha, <laughs> Natty Light. Uh, <laughs> anything, any famous person, you know, thing you love. I don't know. I, I think that is a really good point, though. Yeah. Of I want to bring it back. I'm watching all the stuff about ancient cities and monuments and. Our monuments around here are kind of like meh. You know, I would do Chief Slack. I would do a really, really, really big thing. Um, for Joe Kane. You know what? And this is going to sound absolutely ludicrous. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely is going to sound ludicrous. But this is the way I feel. Okay. And the way that we are, at least in my circle, I would have a statue of Robert E. Lee and Martin Luther King in an embrace hugging one another. Oh, my is the statue I would like to see. Because of... of The way that we have changed over the last those, six those years. Those mentalities being so different and then embracing each other, being like, look, we recognize our past and we're able to move forward and, and be and, better people. And, and there's a story, and I don't know how true the story is, but it, it the story goes that after the end of the Civil War... That when Robert E. Lee went to church to have communion, he walked down and took communion beside a black man mm-hmm. at the altar, and it was like you know it it was you we're the same now everybody's equal and I would like to see something like that, and, and like I said that probably sounds absolutely crazy to. Y'all are looking at me like I... No, that's not crazy, no, but... No, I get but, the point of it. But that's the feeling that I have is... I mean, I don't... I don't see color. You, you don't, There's no division. I mean, I, I really don't. And 
and I think that would be probably the most interesting statue ever made in yeah. the history of the world if you did something like that. You would ruffle but, a lot of feathers. And I think it's I think it's cool that you brought this up, Joey, because I just saw in Mobile um, about six or so months ago they completed the construction of Mardi Gras Park. It's phase one of two, and it's down there. Uh, water It's right before Water Street. It's Royal and uh, government, like right past where you would go into Bankhead Tunnel if you continue to Water Street across from the Gulf Coast Explorium in Fort Condy. And they've got all these great big um, jesters and Mardi Gras kings and queens and stuff like that dotting the park. And I just saw where Sandy Stimson posted, um, you know, because Mobile's the city of Six Flags. And so they've posted all these bronze plaque statues of the people that represent Mobile as like early American settlers um, British colonial French colonial African Americans, Native Americans and Spanish so um, I just saw that those were posted and I I love that, I love you gotta know where you came from Mm -hmm. and you gotta know the people that work to get you to where you are because you're gonna be like eventually you're gonna be in that group of people that work to get a certain place somewhere. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. I would love to see, because we talked earlier this week about Rick Hall and Muscle Shoals, like, in the Shoals, like, have a huge statue of Percy Sledge. Yeah. Clarence Carter. And just, I don't know. Take out Maybe that the Pizza Hut next band. door to fame and yeah. put in. Yeah, just have a huge monument Memorial. park. And yeah. I guess you get a little bit of this in D.C., but uh, I don't know. I've been, okay, the historical markers and the little plaques and with the history lesson it's cool but i want something that makes people look up that like is awe-inspiring in a way where you look up and you go oh wow yeah i mean the statue of liberty pulls that off uh the lincoln memorial is ridiculous i love the jefferson memorial but no we need that here in montgomery let's think big montgomery think big city of dreams come on capital of dreams isn't it Capital of Dreams? That's yeah, what my shirt says. Yeah, the capital's a city, right? Yeah, it's Capital of Dreams. I need to wear that shirt more. Don't get me started on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to... you. It's like the old Carlin skit, because you got to be asleep to believe what mm-hmm. we're being told by the leaders of this uh, city. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't like the things that I've heard and and the way that things have been handled, especially with good friends of ours. So... My problem is I'm not that civically minded. It's not something I should admit on air, but it, it's just how I am. Like, I hear about stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's wrong, or I hear about stuff, yeah, that's cool, but I just go about my day and do my day, and then I'm good. Something will affect you one day to where you will get civically minded. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean that in a rude way. I realize that just sounded really no, pointed. No, I, I understand exactly what you're like, saying. Something will happen in your life to where you are just like I can't I can't not be involved anymore maybe or I might go further and deeper into my hole who knows you're gonna have to come out of your hole one day Joey hmm but if it was inevitable why would everybody be worried you gotta have some drama in life well until it touches you it doesn't mean as much what touches me until an, an incident. An, an event. There's going to be some you know. event that's going to just hit too close to home for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to stand up and be like, enough. 
something has to change. Enough is enough. I need to now control people's lives yeah. in order to enact change. I'm not saying no, control people's it's, lives, it's, it's, but hold people accountable. It's mm-hmm. not that, but you're going to care more when you wake up one morning and there's a bullet hole through your window mm-hmm. of your house and you see where it went across the top of your bed and went through the other side of the wall, that will make you care more about these shootings that go on. The and that's just, you ce- know, Celebratory shootings. Celebratory that what, yeah. Yeah, isn't that what the mayor calls it? And, I, and you know, I thought it was uh, backfire on cars. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, I think that's what oh, Emily's trying to say is when it gets closer to home, the closer it gets to home... When you leave the radio station, you come home and everything has been stolen off your front porch, and mm-hmm. you live on Hull Street, and the cop comes by, mm-hmm. and it's just it's sorry. Well, see, but here's my thing: I don't expect the cops to be able to do much. I'm I'm going to tell you what happened to me when I lived on Hull Street. Yeah, which is why I live in Prattville now. Yeah. I came home from work. I lived on Hull Street. The front of my apartment, it was a duplex, and it was, um, it's got lattice all around it, so you couldn't really see the front door at all. And it was set off the street, so you had to walk up onto the porch to know what was going on. And I lived in Midtown and Downtown Mobile for nine years and never had a problem right. with anything to do with my house. Or anything around my house, like leaving my bike on my front porch or having a bistro set or anything like that. And I come home from the radio station one night and it's, you know, it's dark outside. And I come up on my front porch and my now ex-boyfriend had got me this really awesome vintage Schwinn Hollywood bike. Okay. Loved. He spent a couple hundred dollars on it. Favorite bike ever. I named it Betty Davis. Um... Wait, you you named your bicycle? I name everything, but um, because it was Hollywood, and I love Betty Davis. But the point of the story is, I come up on my front porch, and everything's gone, and on my front porch is a Yellow Pages. Hmm. And I was so upset, you know, my heart, my, my stomach dropped when I was a kid, and we lived on Oxmoor Road in Birmingham in the mid to late '80s, where it wasn't super nice on West Oxmoor. It's still not super nice, but um. When I was like four, we came in to somebody robbing our house. Like we walked in on that, and mm. that never that never really leaves you. But when I walked up on the porch and all my stuff was gone, it was like the I hadn't been here long. Felt like I was in a safe part of town. All my stuff's gone. I sit outside, call my ex boyfriend. I call the cops. I'm waiting on the cops and talking to my ex boyfriend. Chain smoking pal mouse. And this this lady um, officer comes by, and she dusted everything she dusted the yellow pages and left it there and uh she's like well you know do you want to press charges or you just want to let this go basically and i said well you know what's entailed in pressing charges well you know if we find it then you'll have to come and swear out the information or whatever like swear out the complaint i can't really remember exactly what it was but the point of it was is that when they called me when they had that person in custody i had to come immediately or they would have to release them right and i was like go for it because you know it's like i work off of eastern boulevard i know this is downtown i'll be there six minutes if you catch the person and i'm sure they called them pretty quickly nope did you want to press charges you said yes yeah i said yeah i was like go yeah of course i mean if i if i have I understand that police officers put their 
lives on the line every day and I had taken her time to have her come out to my apartment and do this stuff, and it wasn't going to be for nothing. I said, so she said, I have a couple of ideas where it could be. I know some people in this neighborhood. I'll go see if I can, you know, track it down. But, you know, this has been, I haven't lived in, on Hull Street in, I don't know, almost a year, I guess. And it just, it for being here, for not being from Montgomery, and for, for trying to fall in love with the city the way that I had fallen in love with Mobile, because I'd never really ever called anywhere home, it was just a really bad start. Mm. Yeah, it was a really terrible. bad start. So, um, but I have the utmost respect for men and women in uniform, and I know their job is tough. But there, there's some things like everything that's happened with Adams. Like what's what's going on over there? Something's not shucking and jiving right because yeah. you can't have six break-ins in a month and not have some kind of common link that you're going to follow. I know it, and it's, it's heartbreaking because to be a locally owned and operated business is tough enough. But when you're having to shell out money to replace your storefront multiple times a month, like it's terrible. Why would you stay here? Right. It's tough. They've got to have some support from the city. Yeah, and it's it's. It's triple heartbreaking when you know the person. Yeah. And and we all know Terry and Lynn and yeah. and we know that they are really really good people. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's, it, I, when he put his first post out, I read it and I was like, that's terrible. Yeah. And he was like, this is the fifth time this month, and like the next day. I thought I was reading. Me too. Reading. Me yeah, too. Somebody had reposted. We were on. We were on the air. We were doing the morning show, and and Greg got on to me because I was on my phone. He was like, I was. He was saying something about cat heaven, and I didn't catch it. And I, and he was like, What are you doing? And he said it on the air. And I said, Just reading where Adams Motorsports got broken into again. And he, and I said I thought it was like a repeat post, like it was just showing up in my timeline again. Yeah. But it wasn't, and I was just shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. And the other thing about that is that I work around the corner from them. My 40-hour week, my big girl job. We're, not far. We're not far <laughs> from them at all. Right. And we've already had to put in extra security because I had a guy come in twice in one day trying to get back into our offices. We don't really have it. If you want reams and reams and reams of copy paper... Come on, brother. Like, that's all we've got. Right. But so we had to put in extra security over over where I work, and it's just it's it's frightening because I've not really dealt with that professionally in my adult life. And it's the other frustrating part about it is in in the business that Terry is in, you deal with 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 high dollar products. He's in yeah. You know, I mean, he's in the retail business, and I mean, he's selling six, eight, ten thousand dollar bikes. You know how much 10% of that is? He's paying an ass of sales tax. And that's what our sales tax is supposed to go to. Right. His business license, your business license is based on what your gross, not your net, but your gross income is. Mm -hmm. And you pay all these licensing fees and taxes, and that's supposed to cover the city because, well, you've got all this stuff that we have to protect and we have to if you have a fire or if you get broken into and then where's the damn police when you get a bike stolen and then you tell the police i know where the bike is it's at this house right here here's the address and they say oh well we can't go over there we can't do that that's bullcrap 
Well, I agree. I mean, it's absolute bull crap. It's so extremely frustrating. I, I agree. I mean, I've had a license plate stolen and called them, and it was a car we had parked, and they're like, you want to press charges? Like, no. I want my name not to come up when yeah. this license plate is used in a crime. Um, and I think the, the brutal, sad truth of what Terry's going through is he's probably just going to have to invest in more security measures. Yeah, and he has got to, beyond paying the taxes he pays and the licensing fees he has to pay, now he's got to go out and hire private security yep. to take care of his business inside the city. Hell, move to the country or go somewhere else. Well, I mean, and but even with home defense, the police aren't going to defend you if somebody breaks into your house because they're not going to have time to get there. They should be, and where they're dropping the ball here is they should be able to solve a crime. And we, uh, those of us interested, should be looking into what's happening with juvenile court and all sorts of things going on. Um, But I don't know. Like, when I hear about something getting stolen, I'm the guy who goes back home if I'm a block away and goes, oh, did I lock the door? I mean, I am worried about that stuff. But it's like, if somebody does break into your house or break into your place of business and they steal something... I mean, most of my anger uh, is directed at the person who did the stealing. And it, if the city and the police department is giving you the runaround or it feels that way, it's a shame. And it should be corrected, but it's, I don't know, I guess it's my cynical side. I kind of expect that. No, I, I understand what you're saying. And I also understand, um, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when you look at it, you, and I can do this as well, you, you not only look at it as the city, the the law enforcement are having trouble solving or getting justice for the person wronged, but you also look at the failure in the homes oh, yeah. and, and where this kid might have gone wrong or why this kid thinks it's okay yeah. to go and take other people's property. And it's just a ripple effect. Like, you can go with this kid, this kid has a bad home life, or this kid's not in school, or this kid has just no direction, nobody to lean on, doesn't know anything other than what he's grown up seeing, and and thinks that this is an okay and right thing to do. And, I mean, it's sad. It's sad when you start thinking about, when you start stepping back, and you're like, okay, this kid broke in. And, Where does and this kid come from? What is this kid's life like? Where could it have gone differently so this kid would not have taken this path and would have gone this way? Well, and that's the million-dollar question. How do you solve that part of it? How do you change the person that's doing the stealing rather than just punish, catch and punish the person once you catch them? How do you change that? How do you force? Everybody's got a different opinion on the way to do it. We do it with revolution, of course. This song was not meant to sell Nikes, by the way. No. I love this version, though. Do you remember that? Paul got really mad about it. Nah, but this is the version that I like the most. Yeah. Off the album. A little longer. A little doo-wop influence. Blues and acoustic guitars. I love it. Uh, And this is the record of the day. Revolution 1. I think it's a good choice. And we'll be right back. we got to hit this break. Callers on the phone. Hold on. If y'all want to join in, 272-9228. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour.
Oh, welcome back. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me, Emily Hayes in 84. They're chuckling over here. Because he said, no, I've asked real women, not you. Oh, <laughs> like, my. oh, thanks. Wow. Emily's been a Debbie Downer all day today, and I, I just not, made her laugh. I, yeah, I've had a really, really intense day. And that was a I real laugh, talk. too. Yeah. See, that's my gift. I don't... Greg tells that's what me, I aim for. Greg tells me that's okay to be transparent if I'm having a bad day to have yeah. a bad day, but I don't I don't like to come on the air when I'm in a mood, and I get in these moods sometimes. And well, I'm well you've been in a mood today. I have been in Until a mood. Until just then, now you're laughing. Welcome to my brain, Miss <laughs> Ace. <laughs> oh, let's go back to the phones. Oh, it's Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. Light one up uh, for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to you guys, man, uh, I enjoying the show. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Emily. I play guitar, so if uh, you want to do something, uh, we can do that, too. <laughs> hey, an 84 over. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Ronnie. How you doing, brother? Just don't uh, ask her to dance. She does not dance. I don't dance. I don't, hey, I don't either. I'm too old, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, hey. Enjoy, man. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Uh, it's the first time I've called the show, man. I've listened to you a long time. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I've listened to y'all, y'all guys. For, uh, I drive a truck, so uh, I start about 5 o'clock in the morning. So when y'all come on, I listen to all the shows and everything. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And uh, I started uh, about two years ago. And, uh, yeah, just love the talk show, man. So y'all doing a good job. Well, I'm glad we can keep you company as you're driving. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, but I, what you was talking about, about the uh, the robbery stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I had a car stole Ooh. in Montgomery. And I'm just telling you, we don't have any. Uh, uh, I, it cost me about $150 to get my car that they recovered out of the tow. It cost $150 to get it out. And uh, white money I don't have, you know. And uh, I asked the police, I said, hey, can I get uh, reimbursed for it? They was like, no, you have to go to court and ask for uh, restitution or whatever to get it out. I was like, what? You know, it's juvenile, so let's throw the car. There should be some sort of, almost like your taxes should go to some sort of insurance fund or something to help folks who have been victimized. Nothing like that set up. Because it well, and also they might say, well, that incentivize being a victim of a crime, then you'll get paid back. Mm. It'll lead to all sorts of corruption. I, I don't know. It's it's yes, incredibly frustrating, uh, though. I'd, well, I mean, I, I mean, I asked them that, and uh, but I, I mean, but I didn't get no, nothing out of that. Yeah, but man, well, I'm sorry you went through that, Ronnie. Yeah. Well, oh. All right, man. I appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to y'all later. Well, thank you for calling Thanks. us too. All right, after see listening. you, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's that's the truth. It happens. I mean, no, and it, I worry about it. But what are you going to do at the end of the day? I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, I you mean, just you, got to take care of yourself. You want the police department to be efficient, but uh, I don't know. I I wish the only laws they're really looking out for is murder and like assault and rape and theft, and not some of these other laws that take up so much of our time. Hmm. And because they fuel, you know, black markets and all that, illegal markets. Um, but, you know, 
<laughs> I'm sorry my libertarian in me came out. Let's go to the phones to talk to Doug. Hey, Joey. Hey, Emily. And hey, 84. Hi, hey, Doug. Hey, 84. I don't know if you remember my voice or not. Or I most certainly do. We did a spot for Shanna. We most certainly did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, was I, I think we're up for an Abbey Award this year on that, that uh, ad that we cut. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Why but, are you laughing, um, Amy? <laughs> um, seriously, 84, after experiencing your mother's uh, memorial service, and I'm being serious, um, I'm going to appeal to Joey because I think he's got a lot of influence. I think Joe, uh, I think um, Greg calls it upper level manglement. Mm -hmm. Joey, isn't that what he calls it? Yes, it is. I. I'm very serious, 84. I don't know if you could do it on a Sunday or what, but I, I'm serious. I would like for you to consider approaching this radio station and just doing maybe a one-hour, this is how you raise your family. And I'm serious. I'm as serious as I can be. Well, I'll, I'll look into that, Doug. I appreciate that. That's high compliments coming from you. And I second that idea. I think you'd be fantastic. He'd have to reel it in a little bit in some ways. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you would, yes. But, I mean, <laughs> we are pretty much the most red state, the most conservative. And I think it would bring in a lot of listeners. I can tell you and what, I think I tell you what not to of. do. <laughs> <laughs> I made enough mistakes. <laughs> oh, Lord. <clears throat> well, love your show, Joey. I've, I've listened to you from the very beginning. Oh, thank you, uh, sir. I was actually listening when it was a.m. before you were there. Oh, wow. Wow. And I don't really yeah, know. Doug, Doug's story. a long timer. Oh yes. I, I, oh my gosh. I was way back when it was the M and M show. But I'm glad oh one God. of those M's is gone. And of <laughs> course, you know, Dan Morris is great. So you know which the other M I'm talking about. But anyway, um this is a great this is the only station I've got like five buttons on my radio and it's all ninety three point one. Nice. Eighty four, I'm serious. Um, you're so you you you're guest you you are a guest on all of the programs, and um, even the nine to twelve. And I, I, you I, I do really dominate news and the community. Yeah, um, he's he's all over in Emily, isn't he? I'm a studio rat. You he's are. an upcoming star, is what he is. Doug, thank you so much for the call, man. I appreciate okay. it. Okay, and let's go to Karen. Hey, Karen, what's up? Hi, I just want to tell you I love the show tonight. Oh, thank you. 84, I third that emotion. You need to be on there. <laughs> Emily? Yes. You're in a mood? Honey, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> you're fantastic. Thank hey, you. Know what? I kind. love you. Here, here's, here's a little secret. She's always in a mood. She just hides it better sometimes than other times. Tell baby she's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three of them at the house. You think I don't uh -huh. know? Wait, and you got to move her down to Hope Home. I what uh, <laughs> I know you're somewhere down here. I'm in Ada. Now I I hey I'm right north of Ada. I'm right up I'm right up on uh uh at the Lee Grand uh the old truck okay. stop. I yeah, hang a left right there at the Presbyterian Church. Is that Church. where you got the Godfathers now? Well, I'm no, right off no, it's Union over Academy. Pent Lala. Godfather's is in Pent Lala? Mm. Yes, we have a Godfather's <laughs> pizza in Pent Lala now. <laughs> Game over. We're leaving the hey, show early. Buddy, there's a lot in Pent Lala. Hey. <laughs> I used to go camping in Ada. Four-wheeling, fishing. There you go. Yeah, down at uh, Brigadoon. 
Well, no, it was private oh, land. Yeah, that really yeah, that, that's Brigadoon. Now. Okay. That's what it's called. Brigadoon's really close. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm less than a mile from that. But, hey, guys, this crap in Montgomery, it's got to get over with. When Terry Adams can tell them where his bike is and who has it and they can't go investigate it, and I understand his children, but they're going to be adults. Yeah. And yeah. if they've not learned their lessons as children, they're going to learn big lessons as adults if they survive. Yeah, well, when, you, when you mess up when you're a kid and you get corrected, whether that be verbally or if you get popped on the bottom or whatever. I mean, I was spanked as a kid. I messed up twice. And I got spanked. And I learned very quick. <laughs> no one took me once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the belt. Ooh. Yeah. But, well, uh, my parents didn't exactly spank. Mama would use a switch. Yeah. But Daddy would slap the heck out of you. But just, you know, being popped on the rear end, like you're sticking your finger in a light socket. You don't need to do that. There's going to be a bad consequence when you get electrocuted or you, you know, don't touch the stove. It's hot. You touch it anyway. You get burnt. Like, you, you've got to know the consequences for your actions. And if you're not taught that as a child... And you come into adolescence, and then you're a teenager, and I'm going to go get this bike. What are they going to do to me? Nothing. Well, then what's going to stop them from doing they're anything else? They're going to keep on going for that bike, aren't they? Well, they're going to they're move to a vehicle to... Yeah, they'll, they'll know, go to bigger and better eventually. It's That's just right. scary to think of the way that it can, and it has escalated. Yeah, no, and, you can. Uh, 84, I want to know where the hell you were at when I was running the club. <laughs> <laughs> running what club? <laughs> I don't know what club you're talking about. Sounds like about. you have inside information, Gary. Well, they're way too old for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 64. <sighs> but anyway, you guys, I love the show. Keep it up. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank Appreciate you. It's very it. sweet. Oh, and, well, I don't know. When it happens to you, it's terrible, and I think Terry Adams, especially knowing the whole situation, we've talked about it a lot, he should demand satisfaction in some sort of uh, redress, justice at least in some sense. Um, but you look at the long term, crime is down. I'm not talking about just Montgomery. Just nationwide, globally, things are getting better. And yet we focus on the, the here and now. And I don't. that's also the, somewhat of the perspective I have. Of yeah, bad things are going to happen. Some people are going to left behind. I worry there are way too many grown ass people that don't go touch hot stoves because Mama told them not to, not because they understand they get burned. And that's just a metaphor. Yeah, but there's a lot of that going on too. Mm-hmm. And it just I wish people could think things through more, and a lot of people can. Some much better than I can. Um, but you know, life isn't fair. And it's a matter of being a lover of fate and working through tragedy and going, all right, if somebody's not going to solve this, I'm going to figure it out in my own way. Well, and I think to tie those two together is Emily says, you tell them not to touch a stove. You say that people don't learn because they never touch a stove. I say, let them touch a stove and say, look here. You see those little rings on your fingers? It burnt you because I told you not to touch a stove. They told me not to touch a cigarette lighter in a car, and I did. Well, we're out of time, Suffer the consequences, and there are no consequences anymore is the problem. Well said. I'll come back in a couple of months. I'll be back on Monday. Talk to you all later. (laughs)